Thank you for joining us for another night of Dungeons and Dragons, the Yalzar uh, setting, the Coalition campaign. I am, as always, your Dungeon Master, Kenny. I have with me the majority of my party. The rest of it will be showing up later, starting with our Artificer. Hey guys, it's uh, Joan playing Boomer. Our Warlock. Hi, it's Jesse, and I'm playing Valen Discs. Oh, hello. Hey, just in the middle of the introductions, our fighter decided to join. Fighter, who are you now? Hi, I'm Jeff Blanger. We have our uh, rogue. This is Devin playing uh, Frog. And our bard, who, despite already being so nerdy that he's playing Dungeons and Dragons on a weeknight, is also making chainmail. I slipped, and that was that noise. You won't <laughs> hear it again. My name is Austin, and I'm playing L. All right, so when we last cold closed on session. Uh, we had a risky situation of Boomer coated in, well, not perfectly coated, but splattered with blood from two gnomish women who had been slain that uh, he does not remember entirely the night thereof. Uh, so let's cut right back to Boomer. You're standing oh. in that place again. Oh, man. All right. Uh, so, so he knows it's blood, right? I know it's blood. So we had a brief technical difficulty, and uh, to, Boomer is not with us, so we'll switch to the rest of the party. Uh, as I said, I believe we left it off for you guys. It's, uh, you know, morning, you guys have just finished the breakfast cart, uh, and the entire day is before you, and Boomer has not returned home yet. Arn is... Arn? I'm not Arn. L is beginning to feel anxious about that. I forgot that my mic was muted. Oh. <laughs> All right, I... so cutting back to, to Boomer. <laughs> uh, I was L... like saying, I was here talking. I was like, what? Why can't you hear me? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, okay. So I believe your your question before we cut off was, am I, am I sure that it's blood? And I think I specified before we broke uh, the session uh, last time that you, you were very positive it. Okay, um, well then, Boomer's probably going to look down at his Thunder Cannon. I'm sure he still has it. Does he still have it? Uh, yes. Uh, does it look like it's been... I, I guess he would know if, like, what are the wounds that should I roll, like, an investigation? That would be a to... medicine check, yeah. Oh, God. Ugh. Well, here we go with the negative one. Let's try. How it. is your intelligence negative one? Isn't isn't that a in store? Medicine? Yeah. No, it's with medicine's wisdom. Well, <laughs> here we go, boys. That's a seven. Okay. Uh, considering that the women aren't completely dismembered, you can uh, you can definitely tell that this was not caught. These wounds were not caused. By your thunder cannon, but you really can't assess anything beyond that point. All right. Um, at this point, Boomer is going to. Uh, so they're they're definitely dead. Yeah. All right. Well, then he's going to run to the door and be like, uh, open it up, be like, help, help! I need I need something's help. Uh, something terrible's happened. And okay. Just kind of like look both ways and yell for people. Uh, moments into your like seconds into your help help sentence, yep. uh, a conductor turns the corner and seeing you covered in uh, splattered with blood, 
runs to you in almost inhuman-like speed, like in full sprint out of nowhere. Oh, um, man. He, he looks at you, like seems to like quickly assess you, and then looks past you, and his eyes widen, and he goes, Stay here, put your back to the other wall, everything will be fine. Uh, yeah, and, and he'll say, he'll be like, yes, sir, and he'll, he'll do that. All right. Uh, the conductor closes the door. He grabs something from his pocket and seems to speak into his hand uh, and then puts this puts whatever that was back away. Um, a perception will allow you to see it. Yeah, I'll do that. That's a fourteen. Uh, it was either his body language was was too discreet on purpose, or he was simply too fast to catch uh, what it was that he was holding. Um, gotcha. But by the time that he puts that back in his pocket, he closes the door, um, and uh, immediately be go goes to setting the other cabins near the cabin you just came out of at ease saying that whatever though yes the man was yelling and everything is fine do not worry um there's been a bit of a spill so just don't come out so you don't you know slip in anything for the next little bit it's sort of the story that he tells the neighboring cabins Um, and by the time he is done with that a crew of four other uh elemental rail service people um Two females, two males. Um, uh, they all seem to be human. Um, and they, they immediately go inside, put on masks, and begin to clean the room. Uh, in, in, all, in, in all manners in which it is meant. Uh, Whoa. They're just cleaning it? They're not, like, investigating it? or Well... I should say that that is your impression because of what they're carrying. Like they're carrying buckets and cleaning supplies, but you do not see what happens inside the cabin because they close the door. Yeah. Uh, so after that happens, after, and by the time that that happens, the uh, conductor that first met with you um, has, you know, spoken to several of the other cabins nearby. And so he comes over next to you. Uh, and says, so, what is your name, and what cabin do you belong to? Uh, like, uh, my name is, uh, my name's Bumble, uh, Bright Jim, uh, my friends call me Boomer, uh, I'm in, and he hands him the ticket, like, he's fumbling with, mm-hmm. in his pockets, trying to get out. I, I don't really know what room I'm in, but here's my ticket. He goes, alright, very good. Uh, I will have you sent back to your room immediately. Just wait here another moment. Are you in any immediate distress, or are you hurt? Uh, I, I'm not hurt, but I, I, I don't know what happened. I, I, I just woke up, and they were dead, and there's blood everywhere, and I just I, I don't know what, what what's going on. Well, the Elemental Rail would like to have you make as little noise of this as possible. You and and your cabin and anyone you're staying with will be invest will be investigated and interrogated soon. We will make it as pleasurable of an experience as possible, but I must warn you. Just because you say you do not remember what happened, that does not alleviate you of sin or guilt. So, if you would kindly respect our way of handling these issues, we will respect you 
and everything that we can do to make sure that you are as innocent as you believe yourself to be. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, and then and, uh, a moment later, down one of the court, one of the doors, a of a conductor that you recognize because he's the conductor for your car, um, approaches you and uh, looks to the other conductor. They make a quick exchange about how you are the person that he's to escort, and then he offers to escort you back to your cabin. Uh, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna make his way back to the cabin then. Well, as you two are walking, uh, but before you even leave that first car, um, you see that he uh, apologizes to you and sort of seems to cast like a spell upon his fingers. And like he like takes two fingers. Um, he takes two of his fingers and like to one of the fabrics of your sleeve, like like drags the two fingers across it, and, like drains the blood out of it into a vial. Um, and does that okay. from a, a couple of locations from you while walking. And then he sort of puts those vials in a pouch. And then he sort of like washes his hands across you. And you become cleaned. Alright. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, he's going to ask, like, what you, would you take that blood for? Well, the blood is for evidence. And the precedentation to remove the blood and, well... To put you more well back together uh, is to keep suspicion to a minimum. Yeah, all right. I I appreciate it, man. Uh, just a, this is really a strange for me. I, I I just don't know what's going on. We went in there, have uh, planning on having a good time, and we drank some of my some of my uh, gear crank, and we just couldn't remember the night. I I don't know. I just need to get back to the cabin. Um, before he brings you, he brings you to, into the same car as your cabin, and says, "So this gear mm. crank, uh, do you have any of that left? We might need to analyze that substance if that's all right with you." Uh, yeah, I got a little bit, uh, and he hands him a little bit of the gear crank. Lovely. I will return this to you if it is not consumed in the process of analytics. Thank you. You know what? Just just keep it. He takes you back to your cabin door. Um, and the party hears a conductor. Conductor. Uh, I barely knew her. Oh, Val will get up and open the door. Karen will kind of just run awake at being woken up. The, there stands a conductor with a familiar face. Same guy you've seen a couple of times as he's you know been the guy to give like you know closing night calls and etc. Um, and standing next to him is a rather shaken, uh, boomer. Oh, there you are. Have a good night, did you? Hey! No, I, I did not. hero. I, I did not have a good night, boys. Uh, we, oh. we need to talk. Sorry to hear that. Oh, I don't know if I really want to hear. Uh, no, them girls are, them girls are, them girls are dead guys. At that, the conductor sort of like, <laughs> sort of like shoves you into your cabin, um, and closes the door. And then a moment later, a slit opens in the door that you had not noticed was there before. And he says, "We will send several people to buy this cabin in the near future. Make yourselves presentable as I'm sure you already are, but please keep your voices down when discussing this material. I understand you need to speak about it, but please, we must avoid." Hysterics. 
on the train. Thank you. And he closes the slit, and it disappears as if it was never there to begin with. Uh, and you hear him walking down the car. The, uh, the, the car. Uh, Garen would look at the party at that moment and say, well, I don't like that. Boomer, I don't know what kind of strange desires you have, but you need to warn a fella next time. Uh, I can't be wingmaning for you if this is going to happen again. I, I don't think I don't believe I killed them. I'm just saying that they are dead. Oh, that's uh, it's the only form of weaponry I have on my body is the the, the thunder cannon, and they still had pieces left of them. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and make a guess that I did not kill these women, but there is something on this train that did. Probably wasn't the gun. How were they killed? You glean anything off of the bodies? I mean, did you see them? Give us some details. Yeah, there was just blood everywhere. Uh, I, I couldn't tell if it was a cut or claws or what have you. I, I barely got a look at them before I panicked. Uh, I, I just don't remember the night. We, we were slamming that gear crank like it was going out of style and we went to the room. I got flashes of us laughing, and then all I remember is waking up on the floor covered in their blood with them laying beside me. Yeah. Oh, well, no need to retell anymore. That sounds harrowing. Have some more of that gear crank. It will help you. Yeah. No, I, I don't think I'm going to be drinking for a good bit. Mm. Fair enough. Or at least until we figure out what, what happened. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think we're all going to find out sooner or later. What did the uh, uh, conductor say? I mean, we're locked in here, I'm sure, and Bound will try the door. No, you can, you can open it. Oh, okay. Surprise. But uh, knowing well enough to close it, because they should probably stay in there. Um, well, we're not locked in, but uh, we're also on the train. So where are we going to go? I'm guessing they're coming back to uh, talk to us, interrogate us. What did he say? Uh, he said that we will be interrogate, interrogated and asked questions. Uh, they, they, they took the blood from me uh, that was on my clothes and then cleaned me up and uh, told me to keep hush-hush about it. And they, from what I could tell, they took buckets and, and mops and, and such into the room trying to clean it up. I, I didn't see anybody investigate nothing. Uh, I don't know, boys. This seems well. a little fishy. I don't really like the sound of any of this at all. Yeah, me either. Sounds off here. He would look to uh, Valen and say, and you thought I was crazy for wearing this chainmail all the time? You are crazy for wearing chainmail all the time. Uh, also in one piece? <laughs> Listen, so I, you, if, if, if I would have killed them girls, everybody on this train and the town that we were passing would have heard it. I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that at all. But we need to find out who did it. Mm. I, Best boy, case scenario, there's hey, a serial killer on board. Since I'm the suspect, y'all do what you want, but I'm going to I'm gonna follow the rules and stay here for right now. It's at about this time that you hear another much more gentler knock at the door. Uh, VIP services, it's a very feminine voice. Yeah, peace. Uh, hmm? Valen will get the door. 
Um, standing at the front, uh, in front of you is the same sort of box of lass who had the pleasantries tray on your first day in. Yep. And she has uh, a, a cart with her, uh, very similar to like the breakfast and dinner cart that you all have received in the days past. Uh, and she says, "May I come in?" Um, of, of course. Alan uh, will move out of the way. Give space. She wheels this cart in and like removes the cloth from it, and there is an assortment of uh, pleasantries. Basically, there's um, a couple of bottles of wine. There's some very nice looking uh, pastries and other sort of uh, delectables. And she um, offers to mix uh, some morning cocktails for you. She sort of gives a wink towards Boomer as she says, "I understand you boys had a bit of a rough night last night." And uh, the conductors have informed me that you are all VIPs for the day, and therefore part of that process is that we give you this uh, free tray, of course, for you all to take whatever it is you desire. I'll come back for it later today. Garen Al looks very will... confused. That one's very suspicious. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Boomer's so confused right now. <laughs> L will brighten and say, do these contain more of that knockout drug? Uh, no, but I could acquire some of that for you if you're having an ease with the ride. He, uh, he looks sly and, and kind of darkens a little bit and, 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 and thinks better of it and says, well, we might be under investigation for murder. I probably shouldn't. Uh, yeah. that she sort investigation of Investigation for murder. To that, she sort of like coyishly throws a hand upon her face like, oh, that seems so horrid. Well, if you all need any additional services, please ring the bell on the tray. And she points to a very, uh, very ornate but pewter heavy bell. Um, and she says, and I'll be right by to help you with any stress that you might have. Mm. Um. Stress. All right. <laughs> uh, we, well, uh, I don't think any of us uh, are going to partake in mixed drinks. Alan will shoot a glance at L. He puts his hands up. I think we're good then. Uh, thank you. And she sort of bows a little just to show her tracks of land. Um, uh, of course. And, uh, and says, well, again, if you need anything, just bring the bell. I'm at your service until the sun falls. Um, and with that, she sort of does a little twirl and begins to walk out. With that, everyone make a con- uh, charisma saving throw. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eighteen. Okay. Seventeen. Okay. Over eleven. Yeah. Four. Okay. Sounds about right. <laughs> um, did I get everyone there? Yeah, I, I got eleven. Okay. Um, so, uh, what did L get? Over twenty. Okay, that's what he said. Thank you. Sorry, I just muted myself. No, you're fine. Um, then Garen and uh, thank you. I'm so sorry. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, Farang and Garen are both charmed by the, the, the stewardess. 
by charm. Well, I didn't have to roll for that. Spell charm, or I, I mean, you... as the status effect, charm. Oh, huh. is that a magical effect? You don't have to tell me that. Um, I don't believe so. It's under conditions. I just got really lucky and flipped to the page. Yeah. Two ninety. Charm creature can attack charmer or target the charmer with harmful abilities or magical effects, and the charmer has advantage on any ability check uh, to interact socially with that creature. Yep. Well, um, Garen's being kind of a lucky boy. Yeah. Um, he'd almost be fluttering eyelashes if he had them. Right. So yeah, that, that was it, and she closes the door as she leaves. Um... Valen, or could, could I roll some, a perception to see if my friends are uh, visibly agog? Uh, or is it pretty obvious? I mean, they're agog in the way in which a very pretty woman just sort of like did the whole show of okay. look at my legs, look at my tits, look at my butt, you know, like the whole yeah. shebang over the course of her brief stay at your cabin. You know, okay. And nothing out of place. Right. Yeah. yeah it's not, not even hiding. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not like there's. It's not like there's like big like pink hearts in front of their eyes or anything crazy like that. It's it's not overtly magical. <laughs> All right. Back. <sighs> All right. Sometimes there's just magic in the way that someone moves, Valen. <laughs> way that you use it. Right. Hell. <laughs> Okay. Um, also, question, just because I'm curious, um, could I use suggestion to jog Boomer's memory? Uh, you want to give me a read on suggestion real fast so I don't pull out the book? Yeah, I got it right here. Okay. You suggest a course of activity limited to a sentence or two and magically influence a creature you can see within range that can hear and understand you. Creatures that can't be charmed are immune to this book. Uh, the suggestion must be worded in such a manner to make the course of action sound reasonable. Uh, can't ask somebody to harm themselves or throw themselves off a bridge. Um, target must make a wisdom saving throw on failed save. Pursues the course of action you describe to the best of its ability. Uh, suggested course of action can continue throughout the entire duration. Um, if the suggested activity can be completed in the shorter time than of the spell's duration, which is eight hours. Um, okay, um... I'm generally pretty against players in like doing this sort of thing. Um, so you may attempt it, but as I recall, if you attempt a spell like this, the target is immediately aware if they pass. Yes. Yeah. And I, this would be there. We'll just RP it. Um, I'll turn to Boomer and say, I have an idea. I'm going to try something that might jog your memory from last night. Would you be willing let me cast a spell on you. Whoa. Uh... <sighs> Shit, man. I, I I really got much of a choice, do I? I got to figure out what happened. And I can't you you always have a choice. It's a shot in the dark. I promise that will cause you no harm. Mm. Alright, just do it. Alright. Um... So Valen will settle in and he'll cast suggestion on Boomer. Okay. Do you want me to make 
you want me to roll for it, or... Um, yeah, roll with disadvantage, since you're sort of subject, subjecting yourself to it. Uh, nine. Yeah, okay. that, that is DC is 14, so that's a fail. Yup. Alright, so Valen will look directly into Boomer's eyes and say, Think back to last night and tell us exactly what happened when you got into Earl's cabin. Okay. Uh, do I just tell him, like, the flashes that I had, or... Yeah, you tell him anything that you haven't already told him, so... I, I, I thought you kind of went over it pretty perfectly, but if there's anything you remember... I was trying to see if maybe the magic could jog his memory and open up something new. Oh, like, make me tell him stuff that he doesn't already know? Not make... Yeah, yeah possibly. I mean, Hold on. No. Shot the dark. Yeah, yeah, we... We can we can do like they did in Beer Fest and get him blacked out drunk and he'll remember. <laughs> the idea of suggestion is that it's basically magical hypnotism. There might be some kind of credence to this idea, but it's up to you. It, again, it was it's a shot in the dark just to see if I could you know shake something loose magically. Um, let me take a look. Yeah, it's up to you, man. Obviously. I really like the idea of reliving last night and us just following him around sober as he's getting blasted drunk. <laughs> okay, so... Like, do the, it exactly the, the same way. I, I, <laughs> like, I don't recall. I don't then I took the knife and I stabbed the bitch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Played no, her blood. Right. Uh, no, no, no. Um, so I'm not a, a, a fan of setting a precedent to giving such a small, low-level spell this kind of ability, but for the sake of the narrative, um, let's say it works this time. Um, okay. The only thing that sort of cracks open in your mind, Boomer, is a very particular, like, uh, shrill sound. There. Uh, it, it sounds. I'll, it I'll... sounds kind of like if you were choking a large bird. It's like a really, like, guttural screech. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so yeah, I, 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 I just say, uh, after you know, we started giggling and laughing and have a good time, I black out again, and then there was this guttural screeching sound, and that, that's just all I can remember. All right, Val will release a spell right after he gets that. Um, I obviously not trying to shake Boomer up any more than he has to. Right. Um, okay, a screeching. I mean, I, I didn't, I only saw a little bit of the girls that you were with. Do you think they were capable of making a noise like that? Uh, I don't believe so. Hmm. All right. So, I mean, I think it was obvious to begin with, but I think we're looking for a separate party that caused all this. No. Well, really. I hope you believe it to begin with. Damn, well, I've only been with you. if it was the Damn. girls or not. Told you I didn't kill no one. Garen Damn. would fold his arms across his chest and say, I don't like how it seems like everything's being covered up. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't like that either. He would look between them and say, that actually makes me more worried about us than anything else that's happened so far. 
I don't know about you, gents, but I'm not very comfortable with the idea of someone else performing this investigation and deciding our fate offhand. While Boomer is content to stay here, I think I'd like to look around. That's a very fair point. Where do you suggest we begin? Well, unfortunately, the scene of the crime is rather occupied at the moment. So... Garen would clap his hands. Um, the bar cart? No, that's his bright idea. Like, he actually said that with excitement. <laughs> that, as much as I hate to say, you might be right. Garen, what's your idea? Well, I say we all go down to the Westchester, have a co- nice cold pint, and wait for this whole thing to blow oh, over. Thing blow over. <laughs> <laughs> he would then clarify... Screeching attendance. <laughs> um, Kenny, quick question. Yeah. Uh, the sending stones we have. Yes. They don't. We can't talk to each other with them. No, all of the stones that you guys have are only direct links to Bagdurazor. And there's nothing that Boomer could do magically to, to change that. Um, not that you know offhand, but you haven't begun to experiment with them, so you don't know. All right. Cool. I was just wondering, because I was going to stay here and be like, hey, let me uh, see them sending stones, you know, rub them together a little bit, right. do a little hoodoo, whatever. Yeah, try and manipulate them to be multifaceted. I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Walkie-talkies. Basically. And bear in mind, by this, bear in mind, by this point, uh, according to the Artificer spreadsheet, like, he could have just, like, farted out a pair of sending stones by this point. Uh, it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I made a, a, a bag of holding instead. I think that's a respectable call. But I'm sorry. That was me. Yeah, I was just like, a uh, bag of holding sending stones. All right, it's at about this time that there is a much more thunderous knock at your door. Uh, Boomer's going to get up and, and go for the door. What's standing before you is a relatively broad-shouldered man who is dressed similarly to the uh, the conductors of the Yellow Rail, but he has a distinguished look about him that clearly details that he's not here to serve you. He's here for probably investigative purposes. And he introduces himself as Inspector Duvaux and would like to come inside, please. Uh, yeah, come on in. Uh, and Boomer will be like, my, my name's Boomer. And he'll put out his hand to shake the investigator's hand. Um, he, he takes your hand and shakes it, but his hand is cold as night. Oh, no. That's going to throw Boomer off. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Hell nah, like some sort of vampire or undead version or some golem. I don't trust him. Anyways, he's going to let him in. All right. Um, he uh, takes a seat on one of the uh, booths of the cabin and asks that you all find yourselves as comfortable as possible. He is here explicitly for the investigative purposes of the murder last night. Els checks out his mustache. 
He has a notable mustache. It is undeniably lax with some manner of pomade. Nice. Oh my god, he's Tom Selleck. <laughs> I kind of envisioned him like the constable uh, or the investigator from like Young Frankenstein with like the the, the gear arm. I'm totally fine with it. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, he's not moving like that because he doesn't have a like a a gear clockwork arm. Uh, but he does look like that person. Uh, let's say without the eye patch. Cool. That's fine. I'll allow it. <laughs> How decent uh, of you. Clarifying without the hair, the eye patch. Yeah. Boomer's going to sit down next to L and kind of be like, you know, lean over and whisper, like, hey, man, uh, this guy's hands were like super cold, like non human cold. Just to hit that. Con, could I roll any manner of knowledge check to uh, get a... There's no need, because he heard you say that. Um, yeah? He, he is, and the inspector is going to remove the glove from his hand. <coughs> oh, he literally has a clockwork hand. No. <laughs> he, but he is removing <laughs> the glove from his hand, both of his hands, and reveal that his hands are made of stone. He literally has a stone work hand. Just his hands, though. Like, his arms are flesh, but his hands are stone. <clears throat> oh. Well, that that explains why your hands are cold. No need to be rude. I'm just awfully paranoid right now. Uh, things just are a little strange. For the first time since you've met this man, he has a bit of a warm expression on his face as he puts his gloves back on and says... Oh, no, no, no. If I was in your shoes, I would be on edge as well, my friend. But fear not, I am in fact on your side. I have good news and bad news for you. Oh, let's, let's hear it, old boy. Well, the good news is, is that you, specifically you, are no longer a suspect in this case. Whoa, uh, how come? I mean, I'm not complaining, I'm just wondering. Well, it would be because we found this note amongst the bodies of the women that you were found, well, amongst. And he retrieves a lightly bloodied note uh, and hands it towards you all, not offering for you to take it, but to read it. It is in Gnomish. It's in Gnomish? What's it say? It says, um, I didn't, like, rewrite this, so let me just say, like, the paraphrase. It yep. seems to be a suicide pact. Between the between the women, it's oh. that they had planned on sort of fulfilling a weird fantasy that they would essentially throw someone like you under the not at all proverbial train uh, and like seduce someone one night and then just kill themselves. Oh God, what did I get myself into? Hell is very pleased that. He was not that guy. Karen's frowning in the corner. That that's terrible. I like. I kind of wish there was something I could have done for him. Damn. At this point, he sort of seems to gathered that you're the only person that can read this, so he sort of returns the note to his vest pocket and says, "Well, I'm sure it must be terribly harrowing for yourselves. I uh, I do not think that you should." Waste your nights in the future thinking on what could have been changed when it comes to the minds of individuals with eerie ways of life. 
but investigator, there was like this. From what I remember, this is a screeching noise, like like maybe like a like an ostrich or something getting choked out. Ah, I know exactly what you're talking about. There was a. We tried to keep these things quiet, mind you, and I'm sure that many of the people on the train didn't notice. Uh, but late in the night, I would say early in the morning, more even, uh, there was a need to, for an emergency break, and the rail had to uh, come to almost a complete stop. Uh, there was a disturbance on the rails up ahead, but it was it cleared its way. So that might have been the noise you had heard. Does the rest of the party know what this note has said? Um, oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> At this point, we will probably just turn around and tell him what it said. Okay, go ahead then. Yeah. But, uh, uh, I forgot y'all can't read the finer uh, language of Gnomish. Uh, it basically said uh, that these two women were, you know, it was a suicide pact. They, they were trying to uh, fulfill the fantasy of getting someone to, you know, seducing someone, then offing themselves, and then making that person look extremely guilty for murder. And uh, I got caught up in this ploy. It seems God. awfully convenient. Specifically, this whole thing with is uh, cleaned up already. Uh, and yeah, for us, we shut up. Oh no, no, too clean, too clean, and not exactly clean. The cleanliness is where I take issue with this. He's gonna look at Boomer and say. Weren't you covered in blood? Wasn't the room covered in blood? You know what? You're right. You know. But so, maybe they, they cut themselves and, you know, shot it everywhere and then laid down to die. The investigator chimes in. I'm afraid while I do share your concern, um, fellow of the North, I must agree. It seems awfully specific what has happened. However, the evidence that we have found up to this point almost all seems to point in that direction. The women were killed with lacerate, uh, laceration wounds that very easily could have been inflicted upon the self. Uh, and and they, they definitely seemed to have died at slightly different times, one of them a little earlier than the other. Valna leaning a little bit towards the, the inspector, not threatening, just just to give him his due respect. He's obviously someone of note on the train, and say, you seem like you genuinely care about figuring out what happened. It's my job. Are you are you one hundred percent okay with this deduction? No. There's okay. hardly such a thing as a as a double murder suicide that is resolved within a few hours of its occurrence. I came here to let you all know the good news of that you are not suspe suspects at this point. However, you may have heard me say at the top of this that there is also bad news. Mm, yeah, what what is the bad news? The bad news is is that I'm not sure that this is the answer to this case, or at least it's not the final answer. Therefore, I would, I would well, ask a great thing of you all, and that's to continue your 
stay on the rail wherever your destination is. I believe you're due far to the north of here, but so you'll be on the train for quite a while. But we will be making a stop outside the great city of Yao not too not too many days from now, and at that point, this will probably all be behind us. However, until at least that point, I ask that you maybe keep someone awake at night, and uh, maybe. You know, not like your friend here in Chainmail, walk around armed, ready for a fight, but I would not leave your cabin without a pocket knife. Karen, we kind of just look at his Chainmail and look back to the man. And looking to Boomer, and maybe take it a little softer on the bottle for a couple of days, just to Uh, keep yourselves uh, aware. Uh, I will most definitely be taking it a a little lighter on uh, on the booze. Because while this is a open and shut, as far as the official side of things is concerned, I'm not convinced that this is the entirety of this story. Balan will lean back and nod and say, that's kind of what I thought. Um, None of us are going anywhere alone, that's for sure. And we'll probably take it easier on the drinking. Sort of nods and goes, excellent then. Well, unless you have any questions for myself, I... uh, I will make myself back to the case. And I see you have the VIP card. Don't be afraid to ring that bell. I hear she's lovely. Um, Garen would kind of look to the man and say, are incidents common on this train? On this train and like this? No. Do incidents happen? Absolutely. You put about 100 people on a bunch of boxes on a rail system and they inevitably go a little stir-crazy. But not, uh, I would not say that murder is a commonplace thing on the yellow rail. Mm. Kind of grunt and settle back into the corner. Is there any way we could get back into that room? Today? No. Tomorrow? Potentially. You'd have to talk to me and only uh, what I think of being able to get you back in there. Uh, what was your name? Boomer? Uh, Boomer. My friends call me Boomer. Yes, well, then, uh, Mr. Brightjen. Yeah, yeah. Where are the bodies? That, I'm afraid to say, is not exactly your concern. Uh, they have been taken elsewhere, on the train, obviously, to be analyzed, their wounds, and uh, I assure you that they are being treated and will be given proper burial rights as accordance to the popular methods of their culture. Analyzed by those who seem to want to cover it up? He would say that last bit kind of under his breath. He will hear you and sort of give you a sort of darting look and say, mind how quickly you find yourself on the wrong side of one of the most powerful systems of transportation amongst the entire world of Yao, my friend. He kind of clears throat at that a little bit, but uh, rumpily so. Um, Battle... I'm sorry, we lost Just two more things. Um, one, action you can give us. Is there any way that you can just point us to give us any sort of hint as to what we could be looking for? I would imagine anyone who is writing notes. My prime suspicion, if I'm totally honest with you people, is that I believe that there is someone on this train who is seeking a bit of fun in a macabre fashion 
and obviously had to take down notes about his quarry beforehand and is probably adept at lockpicking the to be able to gain access to the cabin. Mm-hmm. And uh, my second question. How did you come by your hands? Have you ever heard of a gorgon? Um, I'm going to roll a nature check to see if I know what a gorgon is. That's a ten. Um, no. Uh, okay. Do not. What What's the, the knowledge? Is it nature? Um, actually, let's call it Arcana. Oh, oh. that's still a ten for me, then. Let me roll that. Four. I'm the best at identifying shit. You're <laughs> the best ranger ever. Faronger, <laughs> Texas Ranger. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, that's so <laughs> good. this animal roundhouse. <laughs> Gunfire. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's good. That's good. It's real good. Uh, 16. Uh, yeah. You know that a gorgon is essentially a bull if you made its skin out of iron plates, and that it has a tendency to breathe a petrifying breath. Uh, yeah. Oh. I'll, I'll just look to Valen and be like, uh, it's like a bull, uh, that's probably made up, that's kind of made out of steel, uh, and, uh, its breath, you know, turns things to stone. I look from oh, Boomer right. to Valen to the man's stone hands. Yeah. Well, um, that sounds formidable. Um, well, these are not so bad. He sort of gesticulates. Mm-hmm. What's really bad is the really unfortunate placement of the gore wounds on, on my torso. It pinned me to a wall and began to breathe its noxious breath. And I, thinking of nothing else to do, covered its nose and mouth with my hands. And while I lost my hands after a fashion in the process, I did not die, so I'll take it as a victory. I'd say so. Uh, I'll take it as a victory to have you, or someone of your caliber, somewhat on our side. Well, it does help as an afterthought to be able to touch evidence without leaving any of my own fingerprints, considering I no longer have any. Oh. True. Uh, quick thing. If we find these people, uh, am I allowed to kill them? Not on sight. Mm. All right, all right. If you can incapacitate them, I will waive your ability to be so vigilante. But do not kill them. I have many questions for them. So you're saying I can use my weapon on board now? I'm saying you can incapacitate them. Judging by the size of that tube on your back, it doesn't incapacitate much. Oh, I can incapacitate someone's lower half real well. Right, but not many <laughs> beings can survive without that much of themselves. Well, damn, someone hand me a, a damn knife or something. God, I gotta get up and stab I, something now. Damn I it. Hand boomer, I hand Boomer my sword. What? The, look at this thing. It's as tall as I got. Damn it. Oh! Fine, give me the jump, freaking sword. The inspector sort of. Won't let me shoot someone's leg off no more. 
the, oh, the, the, the inspector begins to excuse himself. Stages of grief. That's, <laughs> that's already anger. Yep. I do want that sword back, Boomer. Please don't break it. <laughs> hey, man, if I break it, I'll fix it for you. Did you see what I did that damn cart? It looks hella cool. Hey, if you do break it, can you can you make it shoot shit? Because that'd be pretty cool. I could be like uh, that one dude from Final Fantasy. What's Final Fantasy? But you it's killed funny. my mom. Oh, it's 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 my fan fiction that I've been working on that the fucking conductors made me tear the cool part out of it. <laughs> man, I had this whole scene set up where we were in a steam powered city. And they right. they fucked it up, man. It was bullshit. I'm just saying they would take like, like seventy hours just to get through the tutorial of this freaking fan fiction. I'm not interested. Well. Anyway, the inspector has backed out of the room and yeah, just walked he away. Is, by he is, he was like, "Fuck this!" <laughs> <laughs> like any respectable individual. So, uh, Boomer's gonna give Boomer's gonna give the uh, sword a couple swings. You know, while we're all in this finely confined room, you know, this confined room. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna take a crack at nothing, just kid. <laughs> I'm gonna hit Garen with it. <laughs> Garen's fine. <laughs> Show yeah. him how to use a sword. The, the meek, on. the meek blow barely oh. jingles the chain. I was gonna say, how do you, how are you swinging it around in the cabin when there's a cart in the middle? Yeah, I'm hitting the cart, knocking shit over, <laughs> breaking my sword. <laughs> I needed to snap in half right in front of Ferran. <laughs> can we, uh, can we do a roll to hit the cart since he's swinging it around? No. No, nah, nah. the card actually. We're gonna go back. So we're gonna go find these goddamn murderers. Murderer, singular, plural. Who cares? All right. Well, hey, does anyone um, have anything they want to do with the day other than that? No, I think the murder mystery kind of takes precedent over a lot. I would say. Oh yeah, so, yeah. Boomer's super pissed. Yeah. It's like these girls are real nice and you know did some stuff, and now they're dead. <laughs> Not really picking me off. Oh god. <laughs> Alright, uh I'm real upset. So in the interest of this not taking up the entirety of the session, allow me to point out that you guys spend the day uh following Boomer to various degrees of watching him stomp up and down the train, occasionally pointing at people being like, That guy looks suspicious. <laughs> Totally believable. Remember, that's a child. <laughs> Gnome-sized. <laughs> it could be a child, or it could just be a gnome killer. Damn it. But most of I the day... Think... Most of the day goes on like that. <laughs> when you say gnome killer, do you mean someone who kills... You know, never mind. There's a... <laughs> I mean, both would be correct. Right. <laughs> But right. uh, the day, halfway through the day, yeah, because I don't agree. Should spend the entire day doing this. <laughs> Valen has got enough enjoyment of watching Boomer um, stomp, stomp around um, and be an inspector. Um, so he's going to um, suggest that all of us together let's go to um, the fine dining cart and just sit and watch some of the patrons come in and out. Possibly ask one of the uh, bartenders on site. Um, there are any posh people, some people that might be um, very, very elegant, or people that look a little reserved. Garen would I, say I that thinking, um, there was a very uh, fr- that 
the Dragonborn bartender he chatted with was very friendly, but uh, he doesn't quite have the tongue for uh, investigations. Kind of. Well, there was always the other food cart, correct? There was another food cart. Yeah, there's there's two food cars. Okay. Uh, yeah, only one run by my dream girl. All right. Uh, well, <laughs> I want to suggest either we split up and go to uh, each of us take a food cart and start asking uh, around for either suspicious people or uh, try to be subtle about it, but. I, I think this is either someone very quiet taking notes often, or this is someone rich. Have some fun in a bloody way. Or it could be some crazy poor person with some sick obsession with the dead. Damn. Or worst case scenario. Bet your old Jim Bob's down there be like, <laughs> I'll murder some folk. Let's go find that boy. Hmm? <laughs> Why don't we just look around for things that are out of place? Can I roll a 20 to resist cuddling Boomer to make it be okay? Uh, I mean, I don't know that you can resist. <laughs> I just want it to feel okay again. <laughs> she ain't gonna feel okay no more. Uh, Darren would kind of pat Boomer's overexcited back and just say, we'll find out what happened. Just, it'll be okay. <laughs> so as the day goes on, does anyone ring the bell? Um, Alan's making it a point to not touch the food that was brought, because he's still very suspicious of the entire thing. Gotcha. If, um, same with Garen, he would go out of his way not to. If L can slip away from the group for a moment, uh, yeah, he's gonna, he didn't ring that bell. <laughs> he doesn't want anybody to know. It's for investigative purposes, alright, you guys? He's suspicious. Right. And he needs to spend some one-on-one time with her. Sure. <laughs> Um, so he needs to debrief her. Sure. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think she uh, wears briefs, just, but you know, just, I get it. Just, just a word of advice. The last time someone tried to debrief someone in this party, there were two dead bodies. <laughs> well, it's okay. Cause there's only two of us. So that won't end well. <laughs> anyway. So you, you, you do find bet- amongst the entire day, uh, you you say some limp excuse like you're going to go change out of your pants or something or whatever and you go back. Yeah, I will. Um, you get back to the cabin and the, the entire tray is still there um, mm-hmm. and you ring the bell. Merely seconds later, you hear a very gentle uh, rapping at the door. Oh, come in. Uh, <laughs> he crawled out in his underwear on the cabin couch, just right. giving the full Burt Reynolds. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in steps in the service woman, uh, and she, you know, sort of bows and looks around and immediately assesses what's going on. Mm-hmm. And she asks what exactly she can do for you, and then we get the little uh, like Mass Effect esque cinematic. Of uh, people with their clothes on rubbing against each other. (laughs) 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 To uh, do some calibrations. Right. Sure. My brand. My brand. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, we uh, one loading screen later. One loading screen later. And although she is a beautiful woman, at some point you swear there was something off, but the memory fades from you. 
Oh, hell no. Anything I can roll to make that less fady? No. And more sticky? Sure. Uh, here, no, that's make weird. It... <laughs> that's, that's very weird. Uh, make, a, make a wisdom saving throw. Sure. Yeah. Um, cast in large. I rolled a one. Right. Oh, God. Oh, I no. I was distracted. Oh, I, was, no. I was very distracted. Hey, oh boy, then, you remember the last time someone failed when they were trying to do stuff with ladies? They ended up dead. <laughs> he cast a large on the wrong body part and murdered her. Like, super dead. <laughs> like a wishbone. Oh, man. Sooner or later, we are actually going to be killing people. Sooner or later. <laughs> we might have just done that. We may have just done that. Yeah, maybe. He shouldn't have dropped his magnum condom for his monster dog. <laughs> Danny DeVito jumps out of the cart of the trash bin. That's where the laceration came from. He threw the fucking trash can at him, hit him in the throat. Oh, it all makes sense now. It could have been such a con. Could have been a Sam Squinch. You'll fucking Sam Squinch. You know what they say? Keep your friends close and steal your enemies' toasters. Yeah, what was that, L? Fall apart. That would be the event that tears our party apart. All right, hold up, everybody. What was that now? Uh, though he failed that wisdom check to even vaguely remember this sensation of feeling offness, uh, L did actually want to, like, talk to this person and maybe get some information out of her. Oh, well, she went straight into fucking you, so that's not how that shit went down. No, yeah, but, like, after. You're asleep. <laughs> She's not a lingerer. She, she that puts her clothes really? on. She's just like, yeah. She, she just she's she's just like, sorry. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you have any resistances to being charmed? I'm an elf. Okay. Excuse me, half elf. I'm immune to, or excuse me, I got advantage versus charm, and I'm completely immune to sleep. Right. Okay. So I was just gonna say I was gonna call her. Nightwolf, because she puts my ass to sleep. Right, no, because she does, because she's dealing you 5d10 psychic damage. Oh, d So does that psychic damage just knock you unconscious? Yeah, what's your max well, health point, Well, gives me... She just did 35. Sorry, 35? Yeah. Okay, I'm not dead. Okay. Is that more than 50% of your hit point pool? Yeah. My, right. hit point point, my hit point pool is 26. Oh, so 35 is more than that. So you are at zero. Yeah, no, no. I'm not gotcha. dead. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So instead of being actually reduced to zero, you are reduced to one and knocked unconscious. Your memory serves that after um, a really uh, ravenous series of physical intimacy, she placed a kiss upon your lips that stunned you through and through in every sense, and then you immediately was knocked the fuck out. Okay, does that seem suspicious to me? Um, well, you were rather physically exhausted after the rigorous exercise, but yes. Okay, cool. That's not like a thing that I have to RP being like, no, it's cool. I can be like, Guys, that was weird. It was straight it was, succubus to me. 
it was entirely pleasurable and like a wonderful experience, like a positive memory, you know, right. except for the fact that your consciousness was just sort of like pulled out from underneath you like a rug. Right. She just kind of hit my off switch and not in a good way. Well, I would say in probably the best way, but yeah. She pung batted it. <laughs> Sweet. Tonsil boxing. All right. So um, that happened. What's everyone else up to for the letter, second half of the day? Uh, well, with the bartender that Karen was talking to earlier, still uh, be back at, at his job post. Uh, no, he's working. He's not working today. Oh. Do we recognize any employees? Um, yeah, some of them. I mean, you know, like some of the service people, some of the waiter waitresses. Um, one of the people running the you know game tables is the same person from yesterday. Uh, Karen would kind of just look to. Uh, Valen and say, uh, I think we should talk to some of them. I'm sorry, you're coming in awfully poorly. What was that? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, is there anybody sitting at the bar? Yeah, a couple of people. Um, there seems to be a, uh, a half-elf woman who is the bartender at this time, and she has served a couple of ales to a, uh, a pair of dwarves who are dressed in quite the finery. Um, and then... Uh, and they're speaking thoroughly in Dwarvish. And she has also served a tall glass of mead to a high elf. Okay. Um, is there a spot at the bar that uh, Valen could sit, bring the bartender over, and kind of have a somewhat on the herd conversation with? Um, potentially. I mean... Okay. Uh, Valen would do a secluded area of the bar. But, you know, away from the rest of the patrons, mm-hmm. wave the bartender over. All right, she walks over, sort of smiling, and says, What can I get for you, tall, tall dark, and handsome? Well, um, I'll, I'll have an ale and uh, one for my friend if he desires. Um, is the rest of the party with us, by the way? Yeah, desires. Yeah, I'm there. Okay, I don't want to be alone right now. I, okay. I, I guess I'm there too. Um, I, I guess uh, Elk came in and was like, I need, I need this cabin for research. I need. Um, okay, well then, Valen will buy, buy around for everybody that sure. would like um, some drink, and he'll lean into uh, towards the bartender and say, um, "I'm looking for some information on some of the fellow passengers um, on the train. I'm wondering if you've seen any anybody doing anything specific, um, specifically uh, writing down notes in a book, uh, most likely in a small." Notepad. Um, she's going to whisper back to you in Elvish. Mm-hmm. If I'm caught talking to you about these sorts of things, I could lose my job or, at worst, my life. So why don't you go and talk to Inspector Duvor? Or Duvot? What did I say his name was? Duvot? Duvot. Duvot. Inspector Duvot. And he can help you. I know what happened, and so does the rest of the crew. Do your best to not look too suspicious, okay, sweetie? Um, Valen will nod and say thank you in Elvish and uh, drop uh, an extra uh, gold on, on top of what he paid for the drinks. Which was only like three silver. Right. Okay. Um, uh, what, what, are, what are the dwarves saying? Um, they're talking about how the ale is piss here. Hmm. Talking about how it lacks, but like they're talking in very like good brewing terms, so you can kind of pick up what they're talking about. 
Mm-hmm. And you can see that uh, uh, the gloves of the of the two dwarves have M M L embroidered into the gloves. M L. Oh, I know there. <laughs> nice. I don't. Um. Uh, should I roll a history check? Maybe. Sure. No one. Yeah. Cool. Let's do that. What's my history? Oh, cool. That's a sixteen. Uh, that symbol is pretty iconic, actually. Uh, you don't have to scratch your brain too hard to recognize it. It's on every bottle of McGurk's Lurch you've ever seen. Oh, so they they work for McGurk. Cool. But they are McGurk's Lurks. Uh-huh. Oh, so, yeah, Boomer's gonna go talk to these dudes as a brewing man himself. Sure. <sighs> the two old, the two slightly older dwarves hardly notice you until you make a gesture towards them. Yeah, but I, uh, I'll say in Dwarvish, uh, uh, hello, gentlemen. The one, the one sort of turns to you goes, still in Dwarvish, goes, Hey, brother, looks like we have someone who wants to talk. Shall we indulge? Well, we're in the business of indulgences. Why wouldn't we indulge? <laughs> so they both sort of look to you and go, What can we do for you, slightly shorter? Uh, how, how y'all doing? Uh, I see that you uh, are, you know, connoisseur of uh, Madurk Lurks. Uh, I can tell by your fine glovery. Ah, uh, well... It's on a, it's on the belt buckles as well. They sort of gesture that are bronze belt buckles that are the same uh, symbol. And oh, and those are pretty nice. Yeah, and the one sit that you're closer to sort of extends his takes his glove off and extends his hand to you. Um, and shakes uh, your hand. Will shake his hand. And he goes, "It's a pleasure to meet you. I didn't quite catch your name, my friend, but you look like a bright gem, if I'm honestly guessing. I'm I'm Merrick. Uh, this is Beric, and we're the brothers McGurk." Yeah, I am a bright gem. Uh, my name's Boomer. What other bright gems have you seen? Was his name Scooter, and did he act like a pompous ass? Uh, we've met your 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 kin, uh, Scooter, before, but we've also met. I imagine to guess you probably your grandfa- grandparents, as they are much grayer in the face than you are. Uh, yeah, they, they're some good old folk, but Scooter's a dick. Anyways, um. Hey, yeah, uh, I am a bright gem. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet y'all. I do a little brewing on on the side, but hey, you know, one brewer to another. I got I got a question I got to ask y'all, and uh, he'll lean in and he'll be like, "Y'all haven't seen anything suspicious going on around here, have you?" Of oh, his brothers, sort of look to each other, expecting a totally different question, and go, "No, can't say we have." But uh, what is it exactly that you've been looking for, and should we be, uh, what would you call it, brother? I'd call it being on guard. Well, I suppose we could say on guard. Should we be in any way prepared, Mr. Bright Jim? Hmm. Well, let me, let me put it this way. Have you seen anybody taking, uh, this is all in common, or, or no, no, I'll stay in common so the rest of the party, like, whoever's around me will, you know, can, can catch it. Gotcha. Uh, you know, there might be, you know, anybody who's, you know, just taking notes and, you know, very off to themselves, uh, you know, very concerned with, you know, a book or a notepad that they are writing in. And uh, maybe if you could 
you know, when you go to sleep at night, you know, inside. Uh, we have a century for night. Don't worry about that, my friend. But, uh, no, in all honesty, we've been pounding back this piss ale. They're still in Dwarvish, mind you. We've been pounding yeah. back this piss ale all day just to keep ourselves from thinking about how poorly it's been made. Um, at that point, Boomer's going to be like, well, here, have the rest of this, old boy. And uh, he'll thank you for everything and, and just walk away. Um, as you begin to sort of walk off, the slightly the, the other brother, the one that had been doing less of the talking, sort of goes, uh, Mr. Bright Gem. Uh, yeah, yes, sir. Safe travels to you, and may all of your yeast rise only exactly as much as you want it to. Same to you. And he'll, he'll walk off. Uh, he ended up the rest of his, uh, his, uh, yeah, the, the Gear Crank Plus, like the last couple drinks of it. Sure. And then he'll walk back and, uh, be like, well, Valen, them boys don't know nothing. But they do make my, uh, my clerk, uh, in case you want to talk to him. They're, they're some hell of a good brewers, but they do know my brother and he's a dick anyways. They know your brother. Yeah. Us, well, my grandpa, my grandpappy and my mama too. Uh, yeah, they're great people. I miss my mama. She used to cuss in Gnomish like a sailor, smoke like 17 death sticks a day. She was a, she was a woman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeez. Um, I'll let the party know that uh, that uh, the bartender isn't necessarily going to be able to help them along with any of the other staff. Uh, it seems like they're all in the know, um, and uh, they're all going to be a little tight-lipped about what happened. Great. Fantastic. Um, well, boys, what do you want to do? Who do you want to go talk to? I guess we could go talk to the uh, the one detective and see if he has a passenger dossier to see who all's on the the train. Hmm. Yeah, we could do that. That's not because, a bad idea. Because I don't I, I don't know. Something seems off about this area, like in particular. Like the train the dining car or just more specifically, the two people you were talking to. <clears throat> I don't know. It's just something seemed seemed off. I mean, why oh, would the people, the people I was talking to? Yeah, don't dwarfs like to gamble? Yeah, but they like drinking way more. But why would they? Well, if that's the case, and they're complaining about the beer and keep drinking it, why are they still drinking and not gambling? Hmm. Not a bad question. What do you say we fishy business going on here? And they, someone said, well, I don't know if I heard that as a character. So anyway, I think we should talk to the detective, see if there's any updates. Karen, I, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I think we think about a, about a way to maybe get a, uh, McGurk's lurks to uh, to gamble a little bit later too, um, and maybe after they've had a few more drinks. No, I gave them the rest of that gear crank. So if they oh, are a few drinkers, they'll be messed up later. 
I'll be ready. They will not. Re- they will not resist the urge. Urge, right? Um, Val will look for on. Say, lead the way. Let's check out the dossier. Um, as you guys sort of head back towards your the car where your cabin was, just because you have no idea where else to begin, uh, it's at about that time you see the box and lass leaving your cabin, pushing the cart uh, with her, and she sort of sort of smiles, waves her fingers, and giggles a little bit as she passes you all. Uh, hey, little miss. Slow down and almost walk backwards as she passes by. What was she doing in her cabin? And Valen's thinking much the same thing. Well, you want to talk to her at all or just let her go? Valen's going to let her go and just make for the cabin and peek his head in to see what she left in there. Uh, the dried husk of what was uh, L. Um, it's more like what he left in her. Clothed? Hey, clothed? Uh, oh. Partially clothed. Damn it. Nah, nah he naked. I was going to say, you, you get, unfortunately, one full eyeful of, of Eldon. I, I, I'd say that El is, is half-hung, gracefully <laughs> and tastefully clothed in a bedsheet, maybe. Like Jeff Goldblum. Nah, man, you're that's a bad thing Nah, man, your balls are like all kinds <laughs> <of> shit. Well, <laughs> one side specifically. <laughs> Whatever yeah. his state is, it's kind of seductive. Yeah, he no, certainly caught on him. Uh, he's certainly uh, caught, if you will. Alan is unfortunately the first one in the door, and trying to stop and back himself up into the people that are walking in behind him, gets pushed into the room. His hesitation and says, oh, oh, man. Just, just, just put something on. Christ. Hmm. What he just left isn't, isn't uh L still unconscious. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. L, I was sitting talking to your balls all over the leather. I'm talking to an almost dead man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, you're you're talking to a, a corpse practically. Does he does he look like a husk? Like does it look like the life had been drained from this man? He's like you know all skin and skeleton. You know he looks dehydrated. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm like, well, damn, that girl did a good old job. Yeah, you may have seen this before. <laughs> someone, Valen didn't someone put any time trying to find out if he was conscious. He just started yelling at him to cover up. And, sure. uh, and I guess he didn't get anywhere. No. Okay. Karen's oh. going to start checking the man over. Yeah. This is the oh, side effect well. of seeing an ass thrown into a rhombus. <laughs> <laughs> um, you deduce quite quickly that L is alive, just very much unconscious with a with a almost uh, childish grin on his face, despite being asleep. Uh, And has a smear of pink lipstick on his lips, much like the same color that the woman wears. Uh Garen would wrap him in a blanket. We should draw on him. (laughs) (laughs) Listen... He's got his balls all over the leather seat where I was sitting. I'm kind of pissed off about this. I'm not sitting there now. Well, you're sitting pretty much all over the seat. Yeah, the balls aren't. If you think that he didn't throw a blanket down, then that's like, come on. Yeah, Yeah, Garen Garen would would snuggle the man up in a blanket for the second time this train ride. (laughs) Garen's cuddly. All right, um, 
be so rough and poor. By, by, poor. by that point, Elle, you're, you're sh- shook awake. Presumably with Garen's hand still on him. <laughs> no, I, I imagine that you're, like, lifting him up into, like, the, the, like, the double bed that are above the booth. And you're, like, that's where he wakes up. And, like, you're the first thing he sees. Like, yep. lifting him Lion King style up into a bed? Right. L shifts, get a look at Garen and says, Oh, tell me we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, lover boy, it's a long trail. <laughs> no, 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 it, no, it was, the, it was the serving girl. No. How did, what is going on? As he sort That's of takes stock of his situation. Okay. He would uh, set the man down and say, Don't you remember? It, uh, like we would like to know. Uh, Valen will sit on the bended Jason, prop his feet up, and just kind of put his hands behind his head, kind of trying to figure out how how this is where he ended up. Right? Did you just notice him? What? Everything's fine. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, you metal cat. El, El gets his bearings. Chacon, is my HP actually at one? Yes. Okay, so he's, like, mentally shredded at this point. I mean, you feel like you've just been on a bender, you know? Like, you're, you're yeah. I mean, like, I don't know, physically that way. Not, like, you don't have, like, a throbbing head or anything. Like, you actually feel like you're walking on clouds, but um, you just, you're just about as exhausted as you can be. Gotcha. Okay. Um... Yeah, he's, uh, he can barely speak for how fucking tired he is, but he just um, gives you at least an abbreviated version of the details, uh, sort of maybe hyperbolizing some of the points, kind of tell us. Uh-huh. Uh, just got to, you know, uh, let the crew know. <laughs> um, what you're telling me is that lady fornicated you to sleep. Well, actually, it's the strangest thing. I, I was going, well, I don't know about strong, but I was certainly not passed out. And then she just, she, she, she put me to sleep. I, it must have been some kind of magic, which right. reeks of it, apparently. Doesn't make any uh, sense, because I shouldn't. At, at, when he says magic, uh... Boomer's gonna start checking them out, uh, like see if there's any like remaining Arcana thing of that. Sure. If I can. Sure. So Arcana check. Yep. Arcana. He makes that noise at L. L's just like, please, no. Yeah. Well, it's a. That's a a a, a ten. So. Um, you deduce that the magic is very much centered on his lips. But you don't catch the uh, the family of magic. All right. Well, it's definitely from her because it's all coming from uh, your lips, and I will let you know that they are not magical, no matter how beautiful your voice is. Um. But yeah, uh, she'll lean forward and say, "Maybe the lipstick, though." I don't know, man, but she definitely did something to you, Tracon. What is? the check to know what a succubus is. <laughs> um, a cult? 
probably a religion check because they're fiends, but... Yeah. A cult dong check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, my dick rolls a knowledge. <laughs> man, I've, I've, I've been inside a succubus before, and that was definitely a succubus. <laughs> <laughs> you roll one, your balls get stuck to the letter. <laughs> Hang on, let me ask my familiar. <laughs> is it a <laughs> Oh god. This is taking a turn. <laughs> just now? Just now. Just now. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um two women are dead. Show some decorum. <laughs> well, no. Oh shit. I I forgot to mention your maximum hit points were reduced by that much as well. So your max HP right now is one. Oh my god, that's why you feel moderately okay. <laughs> that's not good. Someone flick ill. How long is that going to be that? Uh, let me check. This is totally not a monster that did this to you. <laughs> I presume a long rest. Is this entire the, crew like the Adams family? It could very well be until we kill her. Oh, no. oh my god! Worst case scenario, Soylent Green's people. I'm down for killing. Karen has one talent and that is punch. No, yeah, it lasts until long rest. Okay. Well, well, at least we don't have to kill her. But we, we might anyway. But we don't know that. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should anyway, just to be safe. Safe from well, what? You, summon, you, you summoned her. <laughs> like, like, How about we talk to her first? Yeah. Elle would like to talk to her very much. <laughs> should, we Bell, to, Bell, should we try to resummon her? Are you in any condition to get up and get out of this, this cabin right now? I'll have you know that I was... I can't even think of anything, Woody. No, I'm not. All right. Well, then we need someone to stay back with the bard so he can get his beauty rest. Someone tuckered him out. Why don't we just uh, go talk to her tomorrow? I'll stay here. He could tell me about his escapades. I can include it in my fan fiction. Oh, no. Anyone else? Is the bell still in the room, <laughs> or did she take it with the cart? Uh, she, she, um, she left the bell. The bell's there on the, like, the windowsill, for lack of a better term. Screw it. Garen, right gonna, uh, oh, well, there you go. All right. Ring that thing. A few moments later, a gentle... Oh my god, wait. Elf desperately tries to put on clothes and look presentable. <laughs> no, Garen man, wait. You've been, you've been wrapped up, like, burrito style in a blanket. And as yeah, I'm recalling, as I'm recalling, you've still not been put down yet. So she licks his palm and starts running it through his hair. <laughs> um, there's a gentle uh, rapping at the door and just a, may I come in? Yes. Karen yeah. says, doing his best Ellen impression. She sort of begins fuck to... Fuck people, fuck the people. <laughs> she sort of begins to say, well, I'm surprised to see you up so... Oh, well, that's a tall order. Uh, what can I do for you, gentlemen? Well, I think you've already well, done enough. We have some questions, though. 
As Jeez. in, right. what did you do? And he's going to point at um, the bard trying to uh, put himself together in a right. burrito. <laughs> she closes. <laughs> she closes even more in this bedsheet. Right. Yep. She closes the door and sort of like pulls out her lipstick case and like begins to put pink lipstick back on her lips so they freshen up again. And she goes, "Well, what exactly do you mean? I was summoned to perform the services that the well, I'm supposed to do, and well, by the look of him, he's handling it quite well." It's, that's your definition of well. I, I, that, no, 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 no. So we we have some we have some questions. First one: What are you to do that to him? Well, she she sort of almost crassly like grabs like two big fistfuls of her tits and goes, "Well, I'm a woman, sweetie. Can't you tell?" <sighs> yes, it is. Aaron agrees, fluttering his eyelashes <laughs> once more. Valen just turns away and sits down because it's just he's uh, just done. He's exasperated. He has no more. He has no more left. Oh wait, going to roll an Arcana check to see if he knows if he can see if it's if she's some sort of like human or monster or wizard or if it's coming from the lipstick or something. I like that you're separating wizard from human. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, because wizards aren't human, man. (laughs) They're demons, not specifically. I just, that whole thing reminded me of that little image. It's just a picture of a wizard, and it's like, wizards! No sense of right and wrong. <laughs> um, All right. Sure, you can so, take you can, you can can take a Cracker Jack at deducing that via an Arcana check. I don't like your odds, but you can go for it. Cool. All right, boys. It's going to be bad. That's a 12. Okay. Um, there seems to be magic about her, but you can't really hammer it down. Uh, so, um, Garen is still charmed, right? Yes. And that just means I can't uh, take aggressive actions against her? Correct. You have no desire to commit any aggressive actions toward her. And also, you're still carrying a person. Oh, I thought I put him down on the bed. Yeah, he put me down on the bunk. Okay, yeah, at this I, point I, he I, drops him so I, that he can turn around <laughs> and lean seductively against the, the bunk, like kind of spread his arms out to show off his uh, what I can describe as glorious packs. Sure. Y'all are chainmail merely accentuating them. Yeah. Uh, hey. At this point, Boomer's <laughs> gonna be frustrated. He's gonna be real frustrated. Like, I'm tired of this. We we got lots of killers. Damn it. Um. To you being Talking so, to you being so exasperated, she sort of walks over next to you and sits down next to you and sort of like pats the booth next to her. I ain't sitting next to you, lady. No way, no how. No offense, you're pretty, but the last time I went and sat down with some pretty women, they ended up dead. And she's sort- next to her. Sharon says, "No, <laughs> she she staying <laughs> staying looking at Boomer." She says, "One horrible night cannot tell you how every night." has to be for the future, though, does it? Nah, but when that horrible night was last night, you know, maybe I need to take a night off. (laughs) Well, can I offer you a song, at least? A what? A song. Valen pops up and just says, Not a note. No. You will not sing in this cabin. she, She sort of looks at you and goes, Then why did you ring the bell? Because we're trying to find out what you did to him. I 
fucked him. What are you What are you getting at? I'm getting at the man's almost dead because you fucked him. Are you a doctor? He seems quite lively. I'm not. I feel really <laughs> weird. <laughs> Schmidt, you did a good job. The face. Bill Cosby's ass. <laughs> uh, that's Bill Cosby. Oh wow. Oh, 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 oh. No, too meta. Oh, no. um, <laughs> Darren would lift his hands at this point and say, hey, maybe we should all calm down, not come at her this way. I think she's really sweet. You're right, you're right, I, you're right. Ma'am, smile I'm, at her in a dopey high school way again. Hey, ma'am, I, I apologize. You're a wonderful lady. Uh, can you try not to fuck us to death? Thank you. And he'll go like sit underneath the bunk or something. He'd kind of just, uh, Garen would kind of just look at her and say, we're, we're just concerned, something's not right, and we're worried. She sort of nods and says, I understand you gentlemen are under a lot of pressure. But my purpose and my job is to ease that stress as best as I can. If you want me to not do what I've done to your friend, I can promise you that. But you all must relax a little bit. hands up and says, alright. Is there any way you can undo the mush pile in the bunk up there? Oh, he'll be fine in, after he gets a, ni- a nice rest. <clears throat> I could expedite that if you absolutely request it. but He's really not under any harm. Says you, honey. Well, considering what you did... She looks to you uh, so almost curtly and says, Well, considering what you're into, I suppose I am under more harm than you are. Oh, that's oh. for <laughs> <laughs> uh, My ancestors are smiling upon me, I guess. <laughs> right? Uh, Boomer will laugh at that. It'll catch what? him off guard. <laughs> it's not surprising. You could probably guess. Anyway. Well, look, yeah, but where did she even get can it? Can you just fix him so we can go on our way and figure out what's going on on this godforsaken train? She sort of smirks and stands up and walks over and sort of unnecessarily leans over to reach to him. Yeah. Um, and she sort of like snakes her hand under the blankets and across to the middle of his chest. Um, L, you feel a warmth sort of cascade through your body and you regain. Uh, 20 hit points and the, uh, hindrance on your max hit points has been removed. As she uh, kind of snuggles up on L, uh, Garen's giving like a creepy Jack Nicholson grin. <laughs> With your giant fangs because you're a dragon person? Yeah, it's like Gary Busey with a mouthful of steak knives. Oh, my God. At you. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> he, he, fell, he fell for that spell hard. Could you imagine, like, waking up and there's just... Gary Busey with a mouthful of knives in your room. <laughs> it's like the worst Hellraiser movie. I'm, I'm not sure I can imagine anything more outrightly scary. 
Dave Busey. Right. <laughs> That's even more scary. Like all I would do is just try and yell, "What happened to your career, Gary?" And then probably die. But... <laughs> You'll find out. You're going there. <laughs> right. Anyway. Oh. Oh my God. So let's try and let's try and bring this thing home. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, so she does that, and she uh, asks if there's anything else that she can do for you all while she's here. No, thank you. Please leave. Well, you do more damage to me. Just, uh, Karen, just have one question for her, and is that, and that's, can you really tell us nothing about what's going on? I can tell you that you boys have nothing to fear. That's, that's fortunate. That means you know something, though. That's correct, but I'm not allowed to tell you. That's so suspicious. Well, what's happened is under the jurisdiction of some very important people, honey. And I can't go around telling you their secrets, but I have to know about them because I work for the rail. Okay, so the rail is involved. In handling the investigation, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it gives you like a... Like a... <laughs> Very weak, though, like, like... Yeah, very <laughs> limp wristed. He gets, like, two snaps out and then breaks his fingers, heaters out. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, so she she sort of bows again and says, well, you still have the bell until the night falls, so if you need me again, let me know. Thank you. And she leaves. Well, we're not getting any Steph, uh, how are you well, feeling, Al? Better. Good. All right. Grudgingly. Oh. As she disappears, the, 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 um, her most potent effects, I guess, wear off of Garen, and he would kind of just grunt and punch the wall once in mild frustration, just at not getting anywhere. Uh, no, you're still, I mean, you can, you can do those things, but you're still charmed by her. Oh, I didn't mean. I just meant like he's not staring at her. Like he still thinks she's a nice lady, and he sure. doesn't care if everyone's watching. At this point, right? Because he's still holding the bell. <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's getting irritated that no one will answer his questions, even if she's a dream woman. Right. Anyway. The, so the day goes on with similar effects if you guys attempt to prod any more of the staff or any more people. Um, and uh, it's by nightfall, Garen, you look for the bell, but manage to have misplaced it somewhere. You're not exactly sure where. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, well, you guys hear a noise in the distance and Boomer, it sounds exactly like what you heard. Oh, at that point, Boomer's gonna get up and load the Thunder Cannon with uh, his new Thundermonger, the Thundermonger shot, and he's gonna just go towards it. Okay. Um, Jaren wouldn't even ask questions. He would just hop up after him, seeing him loaded for bear. Yeah, Valen's gonna snap Mage Armor on and start following him. Okay. You guys run the entire length of the train towards the uh, 
the last, the storage and uh, stable car. As you run through car after car after car, people are like looking out of their rooms, like, what's going on? Because the noise is continuous. Like, it, there's a screech. Uh, actually, no, sorry. There's just the one screech. Um, but you can see when you get to the stable car, the two guards there have uh, been killed. Their torso is oh. lacerated open. Oh! And, uh, oh, man. As you all bust into the stable car, you see three creatures that look like if you took a gigantic snake or like a like a boa constrictor, put a, a squid's beak on it, and four squid-like tentacles on the front of it, each of those tendrils ending in like a knife. Look kind of like that. Oh, hell no. Oh, oh that's no. not oh, Shit. I remember what those things are, but I forget what they're oh. called. The what? three of them are actively gorging on the corpses of several slain uh, horses from their stables. <gasps> Not our horses. But you guys don't have any horses, so yeah, you are correct. Good, yeah. we're in the clear here. Horses. And we'll roll we'll roll initiative next week. Oh, okay. oh, all right. Saw that coming, but that's pretty freaking sweet. All right, nice. So. Any, yes. Did I have sex with one of those things? With one of, like a Grick? No. Okay. What? Shapeshifted or not? They're not shapeshifters. Well, good. Then that's good. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Well, uh, closing wait, up wait, tonight. Uh, closing up tonight's are, session. Maybe. As always, I've been your Dungeon Master Kenny. We have our party of our uh, woke, then not woke, then woke again, Bard. That's me. Have a good night. Are ready to write down the next lovely chapter of his fan fiction, Rogue. That's me. Have a good one, guys. The starstruck fighter. Mm, That's me. Have a good night, boys. Uh, The man who is totally not Batman, but damn it, he wants answers, Warlock. That's me. And our artificer who just doesn't know what to feel anymore. Yeah, y'all. That's me. Y'all have a good night. Good night, everybody. Yeah, good night.